0: This is
1: KOA Sports. All right, welcome back. Hour two of KOA Sports. Dave Logan, Alfred Williams, Ryan Edwards. Keep listening for your chance to win
2: CU versus Arizona tickets.
1: (laughs) 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 What is happening right now? Oh, American soldier. Okay, yes. A yeah, okay, I get it now. I'm sorry. I'm like, why are we playing Toby? Is this your new walk-up song, Ben? God, that's what I was. Uh, I was fully prepared for the killers.
3: He's the man. And uh,
1: we did. Got, and then I got this Lee Greenwood knockoff. Happy Veterans Day, Ben. Thank you for your service. I appreciate yes. it. Grant,
2: I'm sorry. I did not. I, I, was, I thought this was his
1: new walk-up somebody, song.
2: Somebody said that tomorrow is actually Veterans Day. We're just observing it today. Yeah, I think that's correct. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Grant. I just I didn't know if this was his new you walk-up didn't have song. have turn the music off. I didn't know Grant. you guys hated America. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: <laughs> my. You didn't know that
2: Ryan Comrade Edwards hates America? Oh. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Oh. Come on, man. Hey, what, what, what was that, Ben? I mean, Ryan, what was yeah. that from Grant? I mean, what I don't was know. that? Hates America. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with that, uh, we welcome to the show, Ben Albright. Hi, Ben. How's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Uh, wh- what do you read into this Michigan situation? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not use read into on a sign-stealing allegation oh, here. fair. Way to go. Way to go. <laughs> uh,
3: what I read into this, first of all, is that Michigan are morons with the defense that they're using because the defense I would be using is, wow, that Cotter Stallions guy sure spent a lot of money doing something that everybody does for free and easily just by watching the tape.
2: That would be my defense. My defense. We were unaware of this vacuum salesman's, you know, going to these lengths. My defense is I didn't authorize that. Yeah. But as the head coach, the buck stops with you. Yeah. But Um, if I say I didn't authorize it, how are you going to prove it? If the guy is no longer part of your staff. Well, here's the problem with being a public employee. Is that everything you do has a receipt? (laughs) Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you authorize that. Somebody authorized the payments and somebody's head's going to run. How how do you know that it's not the assistant uh, AD? They will find out. Let let me ask you this. Could this have happened in the SEC? Yes, and I'm saying it does happen. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that an in-season suspension could have happened oh, in the no, SEC? No, 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 no. I'm saying paid science dealing. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yes. I'm just saying an in-season suspension could have happened in the SEC. It would not have happened in the SEC. Okay. So why is it happening in the Big Ten? Because everybody hates Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Because everybody hates Jim Harbaugh, it's okay in the Big Ten. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying that everybody hates Jim Harbaugh. And that's the reason okay, behind t- it. I'll tell you, if it was Urban Meyer, it'd be the same thing. Everybody hates Urban Meyer. Not good. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills real quick. Uh, Von Miller. Well, is,
1: I, I, really quick, I just want to ask him, Do you, is this going to stand?
2: Do you think this is going to... They'll gonna, get an injunction. Do I okay. think it'll
1: stand and there'll be things after the season?
3: We well, can't get, get an that.
2: injunction on a Friday. That's mm-hmm. a holiday. Uh, that's a holiday Friday. Want to bet? Yeah, I, I want to bet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to bet. Let's put a little money on that. And we'll put a little money but on sheesh. that on a Friday. And then, what time is it uh, in, in Michigan right now? It's, what 5.06. Is, is it 5? Are they on the Central Time Zone? Yeah. So 5? You, you're telling me by... 9 o'clock tonight or 10 o'clock tonight, they're going to have an injunction and Harbaugh will be able to stand on the sideline and coach. Yes. Mm. Even though this game is played in another state in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. How much you want on that? i got a hundred bucks on it. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, you
1: think, though, regardless of what happens this weekend, there will be some kind of I think there will
3: eventually be something done against Michigan. I think right now they've got enough leeway to be able to get injunctions through the season. Okay. And the, the, the the case here, the main thing here is, is like, you're not going to punish the kids who, who really have put this season together for whatever this ridiculous, and it's, I mean, I get it. They're violating the spirit of the rule and literally the letter of the rule. But at the same time, like, this is something that everybody does just without the well, like, without spending a bunch of money on it. Gotcha. Really, all they're doing is contributing to the economy on something that, that people are doing for free anyway.
2: Fair point.
1: All right, go ahead and ask your Von Miller question.
2: Von Miller has 123.5 sacks. Most, most of those sacks happen right here in Denver with the Denver Broncos. Uh-huh. The Denver Broncos move Von Miller over to the Rams. And with that, the Rams won the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. The Denver Broncos uh, will return the second and third round draft pick. Was that a good deal for the Denver Broncos? I think It was a good deal for everybody.
3: I mean, at the time, the Denver Broncos weren't going to be competitive, and they, it wasn't like they were competitive. I mean, Vaughn was an old pro in 2018, an old pro in 2017, a pro bowler in 2019. It wasn't like the Broncos won anything then. So I, I think it, you were at the point where I think it was a good deal. It was a natural, amicable break point. Uh, it's not, you know, a, it, it stinks when you when you give away the, the and I say giveaway, away, when you trade away the the face of a franchise, and Von Miller has been synonymous with the Denver Broncos since he's been here. I mean, Peyton Manning was kind of the face by default because he was the quarterback when he was here, but Von Miller was the face of the Denver Broncos during his tenure in Denver. Yeah, it stinks, but I think it was just a natural break point. I mean, what were you going to do at that point? Were
2: you going to re-up Von? You saw the money he got from Buffalo. Were you going to re-up Von for that? It feels like that was, a with with all the transactions that that's happened with Randy Gregory and Frank Clark, it sounded like, uh, you know, to this point right now, that would have been a good deal. Mm -hmm. That would have been a good deal just to keep Von Miller if we are talking about Frank Clark and uh, Randy Gregory. Well, keep in
3: mind, Von Miller was hurt. He missed, uh, what was it, six games last year. He only played 11 games last year, and he hasn't started a single game this year. Um, You know, he's recorded no sacks this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I mean, I, I'm i not sure that the Denver Broncos can afford it. Buffalo can do that when they've got, what, seven, eight guys that can rush the passer. The Broncos are, are, are hurting for people to rush the passer, and I don't think you can tie that kind of money out, which we just saw with Randy Gregory, uh, in, you know, in a pass rusher that's not as effective as they used to be.
1: Do you think the Broncos will see Justin Jefferson next
3: week? That's up in the air right now. I don't think he's playing this week at all. Um, I think that they're going to reevaluate that going into that. I think they need him. I think it's going to be more about what Josh Dobbs is able to do uh, in the interim without it. We all saw the miracle comeback, and my hat is off to Dobbs. I will add that Josh's. Uh getting on the web today and claiming that he was lied to to his face about not being traded is not accurate. That trade came to fruition in the last twelve hours that he was with the Cardinals. Um so his his perspective there is not exact. They were telling him what was
2: true at the time, even though they ultimately moved him. Why is Latavius Murray calling a offensive uh players-only meeting? I mean, he's only been there this this is his first year there. Why why is he the guy calling that meeting because he's been around he's respected he did the same thing here last year by the way there was a players offensive players only meeting here he was was the
3: one they called it he did the same thing here Um, how did that work out for us well i mean i think the offense got themselves together on the same page as far as what was what the issues were but at the same time i mean i I don't know if it it produced better results or not but he's respected around the league for his tenure and he's a guy who's a smart guy who's a a leader i mean you've been in the locker room with latavius murray Mm -hmm. he's a he's a leader he's he is
0: that guy
1: uh a couple more questions. Ben Albright joining us here. Uh they were just flashing Kyler Murray up there on the screen. What are your expectations for Kyler and what does this mean for Arizona's season? Uh I don't have particularly
3: high expectations. Kyler's never he's barely ever played under center. Um and and so this is going to be an adjustment. I think they're going to try to see how quickly he adjusts to this and if this is going to be a thing that they're even going to pursue with him. Their plan, I think, is to move him in the offseason and use some of the big draft picks that they've got for Uh, for a quarterback Uh, i know they like drake may a lot um so we'll kind of see if that's that's the direction they go but i think that's what they're doing they're also showcasing him you know if he comes out and plays well hey maybe that ups the value that we get back
2: for a kyler murray you know one of the things that i've been really paying attention to has been this justin jefferson deal and now we're seeing um we're seeing information about higgins uh and that he'll be out and monitoring this situation with you know what's going on with Justin Jefferson and Higgins going into a contract year. Is this the trend that we're going to see with guys uh, going into the second half where they won't risk getting injured because um, there's more big money out there if they don't play and they don't get hurt any more than they are. I
3: think it works for both sides. I think it works for the player in the sense that you want to get healthy because you know that there's big money out there. I think it works for the team because both these two teams are teams that that had originally planned on having stretch runs uh, and wanting those guys healthy deep in the season. So if you're going to do workload management or if you're going to be risk-averse on an injury, the middle of the season portion in games where you think you're going to win, I think those are the games to do it. You know, I think those are the games to, to say, hey, guys, hey, look, I th- we think we can get the win here. Let's let's go ahead and be extra cautious with your hamstring this week, T. Higgins, or,
1: you know, that kind of thing, and, and, and go from there. All right, Ben. Appreciate you. You'll be on tonight after CU, right? After CU men's basketball, yeah. All right, looking forward to that. Let's get a quick check of traffic. From the K-Way Traffic Center, here's Mike Spataro. Uh-huh. I'm not a big deal. I don't, I'm an idiot. I just leave it at that. Hey, what's that? Play that one more time. I'm not a big deal. I don't, I'm an idiot. I just leave it at that. <laughs> ben saying he's not a big deal, and then simultaneously saying he's an idiot. Actually, I don't think that was doctored at all. I think that that was, was said in the same sentence, and then playing loser underneath it. Wow, Red. <laughs> Don't don't hold back or anything.
0: Uh,
1: Welcome back. Thank you to Ben Albright. We'll get that interview up at KOAColorado.com. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode of the show. On the completely free and totally awesome iHeartRadio app. Stream us there. Send us messages on the talkback. That's, uh... Sounds of Alfred Williams singing, I assume. Your chance to win CU Arizona tickets coming up in just uh, a little bit.
2: You uh, you think CU can win this game coming up tomorrow? Of course, it's the last game of the year at home. Last home game. and uh, Can't hold anything back. I got to say, man, it's been such a wonderful, exciting year. And uh, the fan base has been outstanding. And uh, to have this game being another sold-out game... That just makes it feel real. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that uh, all the games happened the way that they were supposed to. Certainly they didn't. But the excitement going into the weekend has never been higher. You know, some of these games have garnered the attention of the national media in ways that guys like me who played for national championship didn't get. Mm-hmm. Like this team has been hyped in Puts forward in the pantheon of college football more than my teams that over a two-year period during the regular season were 20, 21, and 1. So, just think about that. In two football seasons. Right. In the regular season, 21 and 1. And we never had college game day here.
1: (laughs) Or, or, (laughs) what is it, the the big noon kickoff,
2: right? Right. We, We didn't have... Two networks on campus at the same time. At the same time, yeah, we never had that, you know. So yeah, this is winning. I'm happy for I'm happy for these guys and and for the coverage that they're getting. Um and 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 it's it's good for it's good for guys like me. I had a teammate of mine from high school, um, Daryl MacArthur, uh, came into town and went to a University of Colorado football game, and I played, of course, at the University of Colorado, like I said, during some really great days. When I tell you my time at the University of Colorado was special, man, it was really special. But he never came. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he never, you know, first of all, he he was playing uh, college ball for the first three years. And then he didn't show up. My, You know, he didn't come. So I got a phone call that he was coming to town and... He was staying in the uh, Westminster area and he was going to the CU game. And I just asked him, why? <laughs> you did not. I, 100%. <laughs> you asked him, why? Why? Well, what did he say? Dude, I mean, listen, man, he lives in Houston, Texas. I mean, it's like college football. It's the home of basic, basically college football. Bowler has been Texas the center. And, listen, yeah, Texas AM. You have. No, you have Texas A&M. You have the University of Texas. You have Baylor. You have Rice. You have TCU. Uh, I mean, you just—I mean, just Texas Tech. You have all these colleges in Texas. University of Houston. Why are you coming to Boulder, Colorado?
1: Because it was the center of the sports universe in in September.
2: One hundred percent. And he said he was doing it for the culture. For the Yes. He said he was doing it for the culture. Yeah. Meaning that. I love that. He wanted to support Deion Sanders and his plight as a black coach Mm -hmm. to do well in this forum. And I was like, really? Mm. And I was like, and and so the first time it happened, Ryan, I just thought. That's cool. That's, uh, it's unique, right? I'm like, listen, man, I mean, like it had very little to do in his mind with what, what was happening. Necessarily with the with the team, yeah. Win or lose, win or lose, I'm with Coach Prime, and they won this year. No right, matter right. what you you want, know, what he wants to say, but I'm they just won saying, but win or lose, he was gonna roll with Coach Prime, and there are a large swath of people who believe that they are gonna roll with Coach Prime, no matter what. This I hour, love it. I love it. You know, hundred percent. This hour's chance for, for
1: thousand dollars coming up in the next five minutes. Your chance to win CU Arizona tickets come up next right here
0: on KOA. I've been here. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Dw a prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Justin Simmons is gonna join us at the top of the hour. As he customarily does on Friday, the Broncos playing on Monday. Our coverage starts at noon with Brandon Cristal. Broncos warm-up, big Allen Jojo is Broncos game day at two. And then countdown to kickoff starts at 4. we walk you up to kickoff around 6.15, I think 6.20. And then we'll, of course, stick around for Broncos React with myself and all of you. Right now, be caller number 5, 303-713-8585. Caller 5, 303-713-8585. And you're going to win a pair of CU Arizona tickets for noon tomorrow in Boulder. Buffs and Wildcats coverage starts at 10 AM tomorrow, right here on KOA. A caller 5, 713 8585 We'll give you another chance to win those tickets less than an hour
2: from now, because we're off the air at 530. Man, aren't Colorado Fridays uh spectacular? Spectacular. Every Friday we get great weather like this. Been pretty lucky. It's gorgeous. I mean, we've we've had, let's see. A little on the chilly side, but let's I, I can see. How many more Fridays did we have? Six more Fridays in twenty 2020- twenty. Three. Who's counting? I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have two more this month, right? Mm-hmm. And four more the next month. Or do we have five more next month?
1: Oh, my God. You're going to make me count this. Hold on. I'm hearing, I Carry the we wand. have like six. I think we have six. One, two, three, four, five, Fridays. six, seven more Fridays.
2: Seven more Fridays seven this more Fridays. Year. And I think out of 52 weeks, we have been like... I think uh, we have been like, I think we have like 37 Good Fridays. Mm. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. I like that glass half full approach from you. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. looking forward to seven more really good Fridays. Tonight is a very good Friday. Very excited about that. Yes, high school sports are out there uh, and, and... and playoffs and football all across yeah. the state. High school basketball is back. Okay. And, Cherry Creek. Yes. And uh, I'm looking forward to all the games this weekend, man. Good luck to everybody. If you're on your way to the game, good luck to you.
1: Uh, you can send us texts here on the KOA Common Spirit Health text line. Uh, we'll get to some of those here in just a little bit. Um, a couple thoughts before we uh, do a little bit of a pick thing thing uh, coming up. Uh, Broncos, Bills. The Bills, uh, especially Josh Allen, has had a very difficult time not turning the ball over. So, if you were going to do a very sort of general keys to the game for this specific game, what's what's important for you on the Broncos offense and the Broncos defense?
2: On the, uh, I'll start with the defensive side. On, on the defensive side, just tackle well. Just tackle well. That I mean, um, when we've seen the Bills have success, it's because they've had broken tackles, and we saw another one last week with Stephon Diggs on uh on a tackle that should have been a five-yard gain that Mm -hmm. turns into a 35-yard spectacular. If we tackle well, then I know that we're going to play a good brand of football against the Buffalo Bills because the hidden yardage, uh, what was causing us so much pain earlier in the year, and that hidden yardage has really gone away uh, over the last three, four weeks. Mm -hmm. So if we tackle well, that's going to be a huge, huge uh, issue. The other, the, the one thing that you cannot do is let this team be multidimensional. You cannot let them run the football because, first of all, they don't have it in them. Uh, they, they're, they're not a team that was built around running the football. When they run the football effectively, it's because they use the quarterback who's unaccounted for in the run game and that gives them a natural advantage, but it also puts your quarterback in peril. So if, Josh Allen is going to run with the ball. You cannot treat him like he is a normal quarterback. You have to punish him. You have to punish him. And and if there and if it takes one or two shots at him to make sure that he's on the ground, then take those shots because it's better than you thinking that he's going to go down and, and and he truck sticks you mm-hmm. or he stiff arms you and you know you're st- you're standing there looking stupid. So when you see that guy running with the football, use all the force that you have to get him on the ground. And nobody's going to hold you responsible for hitting that guy this week and getting a 15-yard penalty because you want to discourage him from running the ball at all. And that's that's how they have running success on that team. Mm-hmm. It's because they have planned runs with Josh Allen. So just don't allow them to run the football and tackle well and we'll live with the rest because we know he'll have right around 275 to 350 passing, but keep him out the end zone.
1: Yeah, well, and that, that obviously is—I uh, mean—it's been the calling card of the Broncos for the last few weeks. Done a pretty good job at that, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a good job with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, even—and and you heard Sean Payton talking about this week, sort of the second act, right? They just saw a quarterback that does the exact same thing. They just saw Patrick Mahomes who buys some times with his legs. He's running around and scrambling around. He'll want to take off, but there are times where he's looking for something bigger than just gaining a few yards. And Josh Allen is also kind of the same kind of quarterback. So I love that the Broncos just had the experience of playing
2: that kind of guy. I feel like that. I feel like that's significant. Um, on the, uh, by the way, the, to illustrate more what I'm saying about the Buffalo Bills, they are the 25th ranked team when it comes to intentional running of the football. Mm. They're not really big on it. Don't let them get going. Okay. Um, when we have the ball, what we have to do against this team is quite simple. We have to create offensive synergy through uh, a cooperation in the run game. We just have to have a cooperation in the run game that we are resigned to get three yards. And we are okay with three yards. And if we're okay with three yards per carry, then you have enough to bludgeon this team because three yards against the Buffalo bills ultimately turns into uh, it turns into four and five yards as the game wears on. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, the, and this, this defense cannot hold up against it. Edmonds, their outstanding middle linebacker, man now plays for the Chicago bears. Mm-hmm. Like that guy was a stud for this team. last year and years leading up to this. So was Matt Milano. That's right, Milano, and 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 then you got Big Ed Oliver in the center. Well, they don't have all those names anymore, and they don't have those same moving pieces. And Edmonds' loss, to me, is the biggest one Mm -hmm. because you're talking about a guy that's like 6'4", 6'5", 250 pounds, and he brings it every single play. And he is the best defensive player, or was, until um, uh the trade happened with the Washington Commanders mm-hmm. to get um the defensive end, Montez, uh, Sweat. Montez Sweat, over. Montez Sweat, I think, now is the best player for the Chicago Bears. You have to run the ball at this team. They lost a huge, huge, huge piece of who they are when they lost Edmonds, their middle linebacker. So if you run the ball at this team, play action this team, take your deep shots, then I'm okay with it. That's That's the way that we win games. How confident are you in this one? Right now on my pick'em, I have the Buffalo Bills because I haven't been able to get back in and change it. But I'm going to change it to the Denver Broncos. Whoa, because, yeah, I am. Okay, because I don't believe in them. You know, like uh, there was there was a there was a there was a gut feeling about the Kansas City Chiefs the first time you were on it. The first time we played them, yeah, we lost to them. The second time at home, I just knew that we just couldn't lose to them because. That team is one dimensional and that the dimension is throwing it to the tight end. The Buffalo Bills with Stefan Diggs. And I want the audience to remember this in the offseason. Stefan Diggs threw a big hissy fit about not being involved in the offensive strategy of the 2023 24 football season. So much so that he was talking about a trade. And it's I think it's really ruffled the feathers of the offense and they have tried extremely hard to make sure that he feels the love more than anything else. And because they are are force feeding him, then they can't really run the offense like they really want to. Mm -hmm. And it's really showing up. And Stephon Diggs, as good of of a player that he is, doesn't. You know, if they ran a normal offense and he could get his, let's call it 75 catches a year. Okay. They ran a normal offense where he's a normal number one wide receiver and he can get 75 catches a year. I do believe that this team has one loss, maybe two like they don't open up the season with a loss with the Jets right you know what i'm saying like right. because you keep on trying to force feed this guy Great point. and you keep on trying to go 50-50 balls with this guy and show him some love and those came in the form of three interceptions in that Jets game mm-hmm. you know now, now now you move forward and you go you keep looking at every game they keep trying to force feed it to this guy and instead of doing the right thing and just running your offense what they've created is an obvious uh, tilt to the offense towards Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. And if a defense knows, if I know that, then a defense knows that and it's handicapped them as a team. So this whole Stefan Diggs you know, uh, scuffle and uh, kicking up dust in the preseason has really hurt this team more than anything else, including the defensive injuries.
1: I think one of the things that I'm having a difficult time when it comes to picking this game is... I know what a challenge it is to play in Buffalo for the Broncos, right? I, I, in general, I you just know that that's a difficult place to play. And it, it, it's been, Josh Allen has had their number. Josh Allen has absolutely torched this team every single time he's played them. So it's a combination of those things. But, again, if I sort of separate out the history of what these two teams have been over the last few years and what they are today, I have to like the Broncos Better. I mean, I think the Broncos are the better. I mean, they're at least performing better. They don't look snake bit. Right now, the Bills, they look like they're in their own head. And honestly, they could have been on a three-game losing streak. If if, if Chris Godwin turns around like almost every wide receiver in the NFL does Unbelievable. on a Hail Mary, there's nobody standing there. The ball hit the ground. It didn't touch a person until it hit the ground. So, which, again, Never seen it before. But they should be, by all accounts, in the midst of a three-game losing streak right now, Alfred. Instead, they got one against Tampa Bay on Thursday night. But they lost to New England, which, by the way, they lost that game. They took the lead, and the New England Patriots drove right back down the field and scored a touchdown. There was no resistance from that Buffalo Bills defense
2: at all. And then last week, Cincinnati was in control the whole
1: whole game. And
2: their second receiver... By the way, T Higgins, I think had like 119 yards. This is the best game of the year. Best game. Of, I, th- I, think, T- I think, I think T Higgins had like 335 yards for the year. He got like 119 against the Bills last weekend. This could be a big game for Cortland. <laughs> Cortland. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Jerry Judy. Could be a good, big game because, for Because, I mean, I think they're, they'll, they'll have the requisite attention to Cortland. So I think the number two receiver, Jerry Judy, if we are to look at, the way that things happened last week um, with the Cincinnati Bengals, the second wide receiver is going to have a big day, not necessarily a number one.
1: Okay. But again, and you notice with the Bengals, by the way, their two touchdowns, the two touchdown passes, were both to tight ends. I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen here, but just sort of keep that in mind. In the back of your head, as you're, you're looking at this thing, we've been saying, hey, what's going to happen with the tight ends? Are they going to be a, a bigger factor? the Bills will be selling out to stop, if not slow down the Broncos' rushing attack, right? I mean, that's, that's what's on film, is the Broncos can win games with a run. So this is where, one of those moments where it's like, okay, you still got to be able to run the ball, but maybe this is where the Buffalo Bills don't, they just don't have enough of the back end, especially if Mike Hyde can't play.
2: Well, let's just not forget a very important lesson that was shown to us by the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. When they... Ran the ball against the Buffalo Bills, I believe it was last year, every play except for two. And all runs in the second half against the Buffalo Bills defense. Now I don't know if we'll be that um, stubborn, but if you could beat a team just by running the football, why wouldn't you, man? Like, like, does our quarterback have to have stats? Do our receivers have to have stats? Can't we
1: just... No, but you got to keep defenses honest. I mean, the thing is, 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 and the Broncos actually saw stacked boxes over the last few weeks more than uh, just about as much as anybody, right? I think 50%. Uh, there's only like two teams in the NFL that saw more stacked boxes than the Broncos, and they were still running the ball. That's because, you know what? And, and I thought of you when I was watching, watching the Broncos this, this last week, sort of getting ready for this, uh, for the game. The creativity of the running game for the Broncos is so like night and day from last year. The creativity in general of the offense is night and day, but the rushing attack specifically, the way they're blocking it, the way they're
2: pulling the guards, the, the way they're using the tight ends yes. and the, the receiver, I mean, it's all... You don't know where the intention is yes. for the ball to hit.
1: Right. So there's just so much more that's happening kind of on the minutia level of of the, the offense and the, the blocking, but uh, we could get into that. In fact, maybe we'll get into that a little bit more after Justin Simmons. Ready to pick some games? I am. All right, let's do it. Remember, you can play along. on uh, The Kway Pro Pick'em Challenge right now, presented by Circle K. The weekly winner receives a $200 Circle K gift card. The grand prize winner receives $1,000 to Circle K. Grab everything you need for the game, including full-strength beer at Circle K. KwayColorado.com. We start with the New York Jets at the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Antonio Pierce running over to shake hands with Brian Dayball. As the clock strikes zero, and Antonio Pierce, in his coaching debut, has a resounding Raiders win. Las Vegas 30,
0: New York 6.
1: That is uh, courtesy
2: of the Raiders Radio Network. So, Alfred, Antonio Pierce. Pretty good debut, huh? Yeah, it's uh, really different when your head coach has a 64 Impala and he rides it to work. (laughs) I don't know, man. It feels like everything that's going on with the Raiders is the right fit right now. So, yeah, man, I like the Raiders in this contest. And I think they play an inspired brand of football for another week. And it just feels like Bashadi, who was the head coach before McDaniels, you know, I think that this feels a lot like that. I like the Raiders in this, too.
1: By the way, Max Crosby, he might be your defensive MVP of the season. He's not going to win the MVP, but he can win defensive player of the year. Wouldn't shock me. He's got nine and a half sacks so far, and he stays on the field for the entire game. Doesn't ever come off. Not a rotational player. Max Crosby's having a heck of a season. I know the Broncos fans don't really want to hear that, but... It's just the truth. Now, we go to the Los Angeles Chargers as they host Mike Coover's Detroit Lions. Herbert back on the play fake. Looks left. Throws left. Caught by Eckler. Outside the numbers. Breaks a tackle. Out to the sideline. 35. 30 to the 25. 20. 15. 10-5. Eckler diving. Is he in? He is. Touchdown, Chargers. Westwood one on the call. Chargers are four and four.
2: The Lions are six and two. Detroit actually favored on the road by three. How you feel about this one, man? I do like the Chargers in this uh, football contest. I just think that Detroit is uh, a good football team, um, but the pass rushers that the Chargers have are coming alive, man, with Bosa and Mack. Yeah, Khalil Mack and uh, Bosa, I think, are are starting to play with the brand of reckless abandonment that is really hurting offenses and. They both made huge plays last week. So I think that continues against the Detroit Lions. And there's no answer. I I, I just don't believe that there's an answer when you go on the road and you're looking to try to right your ship if you're Detroit. But I know for a fact that that defense is really aided by a great pass rush. And I think they can score 24 points a game. So give me the Chargers to go out and beat the uh, the unfortunate Detroit Lions. Alfred, what does the Lions say? I'm not going to say it.
1: What does the Lions say? Oh. <laughs> ah, exactly. Give me the Detroit Lions who are coming off of a bye. David Montgomery is back. They're going to be able to run the ball. They'll be able to pass the ball. They're healthier. The Chargers... It's not like they're a good home team, they're 2-2! The Detroit Lions are going to win this game, and the Chargers are going to be under 500 again. 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 We move on! The Cincinnati Bengals! Versus the Houston (laughs) Texans! Burrow gets the snap, back to pass. Burrow looking, under pressure, dumps it short right, caught by Sample, room to run to the 15, outside the number's 10, down to the 5! That is Westwood one of the call. Bengals favored by six and a half, Alfred, but CJ Stroud in the Texans, watch out.
2: Yeah, it sounds like this game is such an easy pick to, to be the Bengals, especially after Joe Burrow ran out and just clowned last weekend against the Bills. Uh, but we have an issue here. We may have a contest uh, where we have Jamar Chase on the sideline and T Higgins. T. Higgins on the side. That's never, that's never happened. With Joe Burrow, he's always had at least one of those guys. But I still think, if you're talking about against the spread, I like the Texans against the spread. But okay. well, you're talking about to win the game, I'm taking i I'm, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. No, I'm that's, the baby. that's right. I'm that defense and that pass rush with Hendricks, oh, man. It's, that that is cold blooded. It's hey, cold blooded, man. That dude is. That dude is. Hey, that's a good team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Texans are getting better, but Joe Burrow,
1: Joe Burr is going to win this game. They are going to find a way. They have that swagger back. Final game the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens. Both these teams in the playoff mix right now. Baltimore, though, they look like the best team in the NFL. Inside handoff. Keaton Mitchell. Brace the tackle. Oh, he's in the 35 30. He's leg going. race 20. He's the rookie to the 10. Touchdown Ravens. Keaton Mitchell. And with. When- <laughs> left in the third quarter, the Hayes in the Barn. And in the third quarter, the WBAL and WIYY Ravens mm-hmm. Game Day Network. That's with the call. Ravens, uh, they, like I said, man, they look like the best team in the NFL, Al.
2: Yeah. I think it's uh, starting to show up because of the efficiency on third down and in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And when the Ravens are playing a brand of football that is physical and completing drives. They're nearly impossible to beat, man. They play such a rugged style on the defensive side. Oh, yeah. But the offense, man, is good and getting better. I have the Ravens. I got the Ravens. Browns defense, though, is really good. Really, really good. That's an action-packed defense.
1: You got two of the best teams in the NFL, and the over-under is 38-and-a-half. That tells you everything you need to know. I'm shaking the over in that one. The over. When we come the back, over. <laughs> Justin Simmons is going to join us. It's K-Way Sports, eight fifty AM and ninety four one
2: FM. Do you know what a lion does when he's ready to own his territory? He-